Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is Chris Tester and you're listening to The Cultured Bumpkin. You're listening to The Cultured Bumpkin, a literature podcast with Jake Phillips where we present audiobook-quality readings of the classics for your enjoyment. Thank you for stopping by. And remember, just because you're a bumpkin doesn't mean you can't be cultured. Thank you so much for coming on. I am a big fan of yours. I'm a big Uh, fan of yours, so that's okay. We're all right, then. (laughs) Okay. That's uh, very flattering, sir. The the first time I ever saw you was on... um, Well, it was on TikTok, and it was in... I don't, I don't know what it's called, but you know, like the skin tight suit with the different. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The points. Kind, yeah, the mocap suit with all of the different kind of like baubles on it and stuff like that, which is pretty, pretty space age. I don't know what the terminology is either, but yeah, 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 yeah. Mocap suit, yes. Gotcha. And what was that project for? And what was the? Because I'm going to link that in the show notes. Because okay. I want the listener. I want you to go and watch this. One, you can see, put a face to the lovely. <sighs> glorious yeah. voice but also to see because um, I know a lot of people they're good voice actors but not necessarily good camera actors you okay. know what I mean yeah 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 which is which is fine totally yeah, fine yeah no no totally in this when you uh, do a monologue let's say not only is the voice you know there and all all the nuances and everything is amazing but your your facial expressions and everything it it's like <laughs> I'm watching a real person really going well, through that, that mentally and that's I mean that's wonderful well I mean I think uh, as I'm sure you know I mean they kind of that they're, they're so interlinked and you know seeing you know without kind of bit, ha, making it a whole mutual loving but hey but I, I mean I think <laughs> I, I think that's the same you know when we see you know uh, in in your in your videos you know or, or the stuff that affects you uh, in different kind of ways so I mean I treat it all as a whole that that particular example uh so it was just for a kind of like a mocap course essentially because i'd done a little bit of mocap but then it's the thing about like do i need a reel no you don't need a reel but anyway you know should i just to, just so that casting directors go like but what does he look like in a suit does he can he even fit into one so it's like okay yeah i'll do that i'll pay that just to kind of box tick but it was like it was this two-day course and it was run by um it's a company called the performance capture academy um, and it's, uh, but, but specifically by a guy called Neil Newbon and Neil Newbon is, I think as, as they frequently are, he is a coach, but he's also an actor. So, and he does a load of mocap stuff. And that's partly because he also has, he has a military background and he has a stunt background and a martial arts background. And if you're doing the motion capture stuff, quite often, that's a big thing. I have none of those specialities. So okay. I, I am more in the performance capture as opposed to the motion capture. So I ain't, okay. ga- ain't going to be able to load a gun, let alone fire it in a particularly, you know, 
uh, you know, in a particularly realistic way. Sure. But I could maybe act like I could, you know, I could say it in a sad way or whatever. Uh, but, 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 but I mean, he, uh, because he's an actor and he does a load of games, it was just interesting working with him because, uh, again, he's just like a performer that I really kind of like respected. And one of those things that we worked on, we worked on various different scenes and then it was kind of like a bring a monologue. Uh, and um, that particular mo monologue was from a stage adaptation that I performed uh, previously, a few years prior, uh, of Dracula. Uh, and that was written by a guy called Ross McGregor, who was also the guy who did, um, who wrote the first speech that I suppose kind of went quote unquote viral uh, on on my account, the one about Zeus, okay. the one about the internet, talking about the internet. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it was just it was just nice to revisit something um, when I wasn't doing a Eastern European accent as I was when I was playing Dracula. Uh, okay. I mean, it wasn't quite that bad, but you know, there was a little. Right. I, you know, <laughs> I had a fucking cape and I had red eyes. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, pictures are available on my website of what I look like. I look quite like Dracula. Um, so, so to be able to go back and go like, okay, don't worry about the accent. Just think about you know the relationship to the person that you're speaking to. Uh, uh, and um, yeah, so it was it was just nice to be able to kind of revisit that uh, and kind of connect with the material, which is ultimately always at the end of the day. You know, you're always looking for what's the human element. And, you know, when we were doing that original stage production of Dracula, it's kind of like, yeah, OK, but what's the interesting thing about Dracula as a person? You know, and that whole thing about, uh, you know, isolation, lost love, you know, um, his relationship with the women in his life, some of whom he kills, some of whom, you know, <laughs> there's lots of complexities in there. And it's like, in the context of the show, I mean, it's very different, obviously, when I'm covered in when I'm covered in balls, essentially, and it's just me. But it it can come across as quite heartfelt, you know, because he because he's he's basically telling this woman, you know, come with me, live the life, be the woman that you want to be, be the person that you want to be, because you're not just a woman, you know, you know, uh, you know, save yourself from the patriarchal society and all of that kind of stuff. But in the context of the play. And he's just, you know, I, he's just broken Van Helsing's neck. Uh, and, you know, he's just beaten up, you know, her boyfriend at the time as well. So the context <laughs> gives it a slightly different energy. So I was just kind of like, actually, it could legitimately be done in this other way, in this all kind of like alternate way. And I suppose that's kind of what fueled um, some of the stuff that I post online as a result is just kind of going like, how can you reframe it? You know how you know the these speeches that you do, these monologues, all of this kind of like stuff. What do we bring to it uh, from ourselves, uh, or especially when you're um, talking about stuff or dealing with stuff which comes from a particular kind of stylized kind of background? Is there a different way that you can recontextualize it, and does it reveal anything more about the writing? Does it show off something different from the writing? That kind of thing. So, so that's that that's the kind of. Um, but th that's the interesting thing about it. But it's hilarious because when, you know, when I posted, posted that on TikTok, like all of the comments from women generally, well, and some guys as well, they're kind of like, oh, God, yeah, take me now, Drac. Uh, oh, isn't it so romantic? Isn't it so beautiful? And you're like, well, yeah. But also, 
yeah, I mean, you know, to overuse a well-worn phrase, it's a little problematic. Uh, but that's the interesting nuance about it. It's like, he's not a bastard. He's been through a lot of shit. And, you know, I mean, potentially, he's offering something that none of the other men uh, are. But, yeah, within that wider context, he's a, he's a complicated character. But, but thank you for saying that. It's, a, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing piece of writing. And, um, you know, um, that, that's what it's all about. It's kind of sharing it because that was, that was a stage production. So, you know, it played for a couple of months in the UK and then it's gone. And that's both the wonderful thing about um, theatre, but it's also the sad thing because it's like I'm most proud in terms of my own kind of like work in the theatre stuff that I've done. And it's like, I can't point you to it. <laughs> or even if there's a video of it, you know, a video of a stage performance ain't ever going to translate in the same way. <laughs> so, right. so it even just it, lives in the imagination. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, it's, you know, well, there's that. It's because it's a live experience. So, so it was yeah. interesting because with mocap performance, it's kind of that crossover, isn't it? It's that crossover between TV and film and voiceover and, and all of those kind of things. Um, so, yeah, that was just kind of what, what made it interesting to me as a result, I suppose. That's so cool. Now, can you tell us about your kind of formal acting training and then also maybe productions you've been in but I personally just don't know very many people who have been who have done what you've done on from the training side and then that kind of thing so can you talk about that yeah sure no I'm a perennial student uh <laughs> because I can deal with real life I don't know um uh, yeah, in, in many ways. So I went to university first, and it was only at university um, um, that I kind of realised that acting was potentially a thing and that you could potentially even go to drama school or anything else like that. And I certainly didn't have the confidence to go, right, well, I'll just I'll just see if I can make it on my own um, because I didn't have that level of experience uh, and confidence. So, you know, I did shows at university and that kind of thing, and that was all kind of like fun. But then I auditioned for drama schools and certainly the drama schools in the UK when I was training, um, they they tend to be, you know, two or three year courses. Uh, and of all of the courses that I got into, they were all three years. So I had to do another three years of training. Um, um, but that was through kind of like talking to there are people that I knew who, you know, did university and then maybe did just like a postgrad. So did just one year. But what one year of actor training tended to be was like a term of training, like 10 weeks of training. And then you're doing shows and you're out there so that agents and casting directors can have a look at you. And I felt that I needed a bit more than that. So I, I uh, trained at a place uh, called the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama in London. Um, so that's where Judy Dench trained, but not in my year group. Um, and, um, though Kit Harrington of Game of Thrones, famously, he, he was in my year group. Um, um, and so, yeah, that was three years and it main focused mainly on body and voice and different approaches to text for two of those years. And then the third year was, um, was about was about doing public shows and getting out there getting you know introduced to the industry and all of that kind of thing um so that was a, quite a baptism of fire and a very it's changed i think now but certainly when i was training the idea was that well if you can do theater you can do everything else uh so like i think we literally did like two hours of voiceover where someone literally kind of presented a mic and said you know 
learn how close you need to be. And that that was essentially our voiceover training. Um, um, or TV training was just like, here's a camera. Oh, you look different on camera, don't you? You don't look very pretty. Thanks very much. Um, you know, th that kind of thing. So we could all get head up and massive, massively self-conscious about it. Um, whereas now, you know, they go into camera technique and life on set and all of this kind of stuff. So it's it's slowly, slowly changing, I think. But in, uh, in, in my experience, yeah, it was mainly just kind of theatre stuff. So I graduated in 2008. Yeah, 2008. Um, and... And then mainly you've been working in the theatre kind of like ever since. But um, I, I think there's an interesting difference between a lot of actors in the UK and a lot of actors in the US in that for a lot of actors in the US, there tends to be more uh, a mindset of being in class. Um, like, OK, I'm professional and I've done professional work but I've got a coach or a series of coaches or I'm always working on something different or that kind of thing whereas in the UK again back in 2008 I can't really speak for now but back in 2008 it was kind of like I've done my time <laughs> I'm a professional so I do the job now, right? Unless I'm resting, I just do the job. Uh, and I've always kind of had a combination of those kind of things. So I, I have continued to kind of like do classes and as doing classes has been more um, uh, more accepted in the UK to be in class. I, I think there was a kind of, there's an association, there was an association when I, when I graduated that, oh, if you go back to class after drama school, then it means that, you must not be confident in your abilities. Um, you feel as if you're missing something. Uh, whereas for me, it was just a question of like keeping sharp and wanting to add to the skills. And the whole reason why my drama school is called Central uh, is because essentially it's a meeting point of loads of different techniques. So you choose what works for you rather than going, like there's a drama school, there was a drama school called the Drama Centre. Uh, and that's very much kind of like, we, we make method actors here. There's a process that you go through. And when you come out, you will, I mean, the, 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 their whole philosophy changed over time as they all did. But that whole idea of you're a drama centre actor and you work in a particular kind of like way. Whereas Central was a bit more kind of like, whatever works for you, buddy. Hope something works. Uh, so, you know, you had a little bit of Stanislavski, a little bit of Meisner, a little bit of, you know, different movement stuff, psychology, Patsy Rodenberg, who's a big kind of like voice tutor, you know, all of those different kind of techniques. And then you kind of work out through trial and error what, what works for you. And that might change from job to job to job. Interesting. Yeah, hopefully. As a... Um voice actor i did not have a lot of training but one one thing was because i was working you know i was getting the real life stuff yep. um i was in a factory you know when i started sort of doing my own training and i did take some courses i i did some community theater yep. i got experience in what ways that i could but i think one of the best ways that i've found to improve is listen to tom hiddleston read poetry and then try and mimic his nuance that's how i kind of started yep. mm -hmm. um and being that this is a literature podcast i would love to hear you maybe give a um uh tell us what you're about to hear and then we'll hear you read the poem okay you know what i'm saying sure sure so um 
the poem that I've chosen is uh, 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 Oh Captain, My Captain by Walt Whitman, uh, which is hilarious. Uh, uh, not not necessarily the uh, the actual theme of the poem, but c- considering as a UK actor, uh, and it's obviously uh, a very American story, um, uh, you know, based on uh, you know events that actually kind of like took place. But um, again, I think it kind of like exists in that kind of intersection between being a very specific a very specific event and yet also incredibly universal, maybe. Um, so you can project whatever you want to project into it. So I'll probably try and project something into it and see what happens. <laughs> that makes sense. Now, the um, obviously it was written kind of about the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln, mm. who was so it's very much a uh, you know he's lost a leader in his life. I don't know if he knew Lincoln personally, but it sounds very personal whether he it was or not. Yeah. And in my life, like I you know, lost my dad some years back. And so when I hear this poem, I that, I think of my dad. Yep. The circumstances of the death are different, obviously, that kind of thing. But but, but the um, the emotion is there. That's who I sort of think about. I lost my leader, you know, my, my dad. And uh, anyway, yeah. I love this poem. And, it, and this may be a very personal question. Have you ever lost someone... Uh, in in your life, yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly. Uh, I mean, talking of fathers, uh, 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 I. But so my father passed away. I think it's just over two years ago now. Yeah, that's the weird thing, isn't it? Is that t- uh, kind of like after the event, your whole sense of time shifts again, um, uh, and it's very weird. And it's like I. I had a complicated relationship with my father. Um, so it wasn't, yeah. So so there's extra layers of complexity in there, but certainly he is a reference point when coming at this. Um, but I think in our lives, um, the, you know, it, going back to that kind of essential kind of core relationship of someone that you look up to and that feeling of loss in various different like ways that engage. It's such a profound thing that, you know, it can be various different relationships that you've had, friendships that you've had uh, in a whole variety of different kind of kind of circumstances. So it, 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 it immediately stirs up uh, a lot of those kind of things. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's what... That's the power of uh, great writing, is it gives that space for you to kind of bleed in a little of yourself uh, at the same time. Um, And it invites that without, you know, any kind of crazy metaphor uh, or without demanding too much, but just letting the language kind of do the work, which is, you know, what I'm a fan of generally, rather than going all right, now I've got to think of my dad now, or whatever, or my right, cat, right. or whatever. Yeah, you know, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, sometimes, yeah, work like that by all means. But, you know, generally uh, I'm always looking to try and still uh, the, co- the cognitive part of me as much as possible and get that out of the way because otherwise it, it becomes performative in a bad sense, potentially. Um, famous last words. <laughs> 
Oh, Captain, my Captain, our fearful trip is done. The ship has weathered every rack. The prize we sought is won. The port is near. The bells I hear. The people all exulting. While follow eyes the steady keel, the vessel grim and daring. But, oh, heart, 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 oh, the bleeding drops of red, where on the deck my captain lies, fallen cold and dead. Oh, captain, my captain, rise up and hear the bells. Rise up, for you the flag is flung, for you the bugle trills. For you bouquets and ribboned wreaths, for you the shores are crowding. For you they call, the swaying mass, their eager faces turning. Here, Captain, dear father, this arm beneath your head, it is some dream that on the deck you've fallen cold and dead. My captain does not answer. His lips are pale and still. My father does not feel my arm. He has no pulse nor will. The ship is anchored, safe and sound, its voyage closed and done. From fearful trip, the victorship comes in with object one. Exult, O shores, and ring, O bells. But I, with mournful tread, walk the deck, my captain lies, fallen, cold, and dead. Man, that is so good. That was glorious, beautiful. Thank you. Oh, no, well, thank you. And thanks very much for the opportunity to share it. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty powerful stuff, I'd it say. Definitely. And I love hearing it like a... In an all-American <laughs> poem in an, in a different accent, in in the King's English, so to speak. The um, <laughs> in the King's English, <laughs> I yeah. love it. So 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 right, It's like uh, it kind of shows that the um, the emotion. I don't know. Anybody can relate to it. Whatever that is, you know. I think anybody, whether you're, you're an actor or not, can be moved by words like that. That's just that's amazing. That's great. I think I you know I think there's certain specificities which will always kind of like conjure things you know what, what you know we've all seen pale lips and we've all you know seen or been the arm under the head in some way shape or form and i think that's where it goes from the universal into the specific in terms of it and it doesn't mean that you need to go you know you as the actor need to go okay i need to think of when i was cradling Oh, where were they? Or anything else like that. But it, you know... In the listener, it, it sure it will gives, a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 but, it, but exactly. That's the great thing is that you, you as the actor, you can maybe draw on something specific, but it's still, because of the language, it gives uh, the listener that space and that permission to project their mm -hmm. own yeah. thing. So if when you say, dear father, we've all got different fathers, you know, who, who was your father figure? you know, whether or not it was a mentor of some kind or whether or not it was a friend of some kind or, you know, any a, any kind of combination of the above, really. Um, but, uh, but 
it also it doesn't labor the point you know because it it goes in different places you know from the focusing on you know the bouquets and the ribbons and it's that not exactly incidental kind of like stuff but it it what it does is and it's not a misdirection but it it kind of like cuts into a kind of like a deeper emotional well of what it's actually about by focusing on the external stuff sometimes. It's like if I'm going to think, you know, a thing about grief all, all, all of the way through, I'm not just going to talk about grief and the thing that I lost. It's kind of look at all of the other stuff that's around, <laughs> um, which then accentuates the loss because you can't see it because, you, you, you know, because because you've gone somewhere else, those kind of things. So that's what you're always looking for in 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 the great in the greatest writing i think is is that that stuff which just gives you enough space and just gives the audience enough space to go oh yeah i know what that is to me uh fuck <laughs> uh and and from there you know it it continues it continues to resonate for other people mm. well where can people um find you on the internet because at this point you know a lot of folks if they are not on tiktok or wherever they're going to say man this guy this guy's great uh i need to hear i need to hear more and chris is amazing as far he does a lot of monologues on tiktok from video games uh becoming classic plays all kind of stuff and they're amazing Lots of random right. shit, you know, essentially. Right. Um, yeah. So you can hear my commercial voice over at um, uh, no. So I mean, my um, my voiceover brand, my website, all of that kind of stuff uh, is at naturallyrp.co.uk. And just to unpack that, because people go, what the fuck does that mean? Naturally, uh, RP, as in received pronunciation, uh, which is quite an antiquated term in many ways now. It's the kind of thing that a lot of people, especially in the UK, rail against. Because, um, again, certainly back when I was training, um, uh, the, you know, a lot of people who had regional accents were kind of told, like, no, if you want to do Shakespeare, darling, uh, then you need to speak in a certain way. And uh, that uh, and that way is kind of like this kind of neutral, but associated with kind of upper class authority figures, people who know better than you and is going to tell you what what you should be doing. So you don't have to worry your poor little mind too much about things. Slightly patronizing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, so that's what I go for. Uh, well, I mean, hopefully not. Um, but I mean, my dad was from Bognor Regis. My mum was from Belfast apparently that seemed to accent what I was born in Somerset in the southwest of England where they all speak like that um, uh, and therefore for some reason I've just come out relatively neutral so I thought um, and also to differentiate myself from my actor's website which is just my name Chris Tester um, to, to, you know I, I wanted to go like okay well how can I make my voiceover brand different well I go like okay well I can do this this is how I nat naturally sound. And if people go, what the hell is RP? There's an explanation on my website. <laughs> um, so, yes, that 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 is where I exist. And what about, uh, I will link those, obviously, and your TikTok. Uh, it is on all of the socials. I think I'm just Chris Naturally RP. Uh, yeah, I think, yes. Yes, that's, that's my attempt at a brand anyway. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I have... Thoroughly thank enjoyed um, talking and hearing you perform. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Jake. 
You've been listening to The Cultured Bumpkin, a literature podcast with Jake Phillips. Thank you very much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you enjoyed this, would you mind going and subscribing and leaving a nice review on whatever podcast podcast platform you heard this on? I would really appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.